Welcome to the Businesses Start Here podcast, hosted by David Viliotti and Viliotti and Associates. We're here to talk with business owners and business experts to inspire and encourage entrepreneurs. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Businesses Start Here podcast. We've got a great guest with us today, started his own financial services company called Just About Wealth Management. Dave Hoffman's with us, a referral partner of ours. We're excited to talk to him and get to, know, get to know you a little bit better than we already do, Dave. Thanks for being on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Sure. So, as I as, as you know, I ask everybody the same question to start. Tell us about how you got to where you are, how you started your yeah, business, yeah. and just in general, a little bit more about you. Sure. Yeah, it's been a long and winding path for me, for sure, um, in my career. I've been doing uh, the financial services industry for 25 years now. And um, just two years ago, I started the company. So um, it's been a long, long path to get here. But um, a, uh, you know, I think everything that you do in life leads you to where you are. And if right. you get to where you want to be, I think, you know, ultimately that's, you know, that doesn't matter how you got there. Uh, a lot of my career I spent with one company, and um, you know, I, I what I did um, was basically start at right around the time when the uh, market was really bad, the dot-com bubble burst, uh, <laughs> right when I started to uh, actually go out and try to get my own clients. Oh, that sounds so, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it made, it made life pretty interesting back then. Um, but I learned a lot of lessons with not a lot of clients, so that was a really good mm. thing. Um, the thing that I liked about this industry, getting into this industry, is I really felt that I could always be entrepreneurial even if I worked for a company. And that's what I did for many years at the company I worked at before. Uh, really gave me an opportunity to go out and kind of build a business the way I wanted to build it for many, many years. And, um, and yet I also had the support of the company behind me. So I think that was a really good thing. Um, and so I, I was there for 20 years. I, I was there for just right around 20 years. And uh, I kind of always thought um, as the years went on that... Uh, I would probably end up taking over the company at some point down the road. I was the second largest shareholder in the company. And, um, and so I, I felt that was the, the path that I was on. Right. Um, you know, as the company grew, um, we acquired a couple of other companies and I was pretty actively involved in that process. And, uh, so at the time I felt that was, you know, that was a good thing, um, right. to be involved in the process and really help to sell these people on why they should join our company. Mm -hmm. But I think ultimately it changed the company um, to the point where I wasn't so sure if I was the heir apparent anymore, mm -hmm. and um, and so you know that that uh, had that started me thinking about the future. Right. I've kind of always considered myself to be an entrepreneurial person in a lot of areas of my life. I uh, started a networking group of, uh, through BNI. You might have heard of Business Network International. Mm -hmm. My group just hit twenty years uh, oh, that wow. I started. So. You know, I've been doing that for a long time. Um, I, uh, I started my own um, AAU baseball team that I ran for about four or five years. Okay. You know, so always did a lot of things, you know, kind of going out there and trying to be entrepreneurial. Right. And that's what always attracted me to the financial services industry as well. So, um, you know, when, when, I, when I became, you know, when the future became a little more unclear, I started to think about, you know, is it time to start my own thing? Um, fortunately, an opportunity, fortunately and unfortunately, I guess, an opportunity came along to go into another firm uh, with an owner who was looking to possibly retire down the road. And, um, and so I, uh, I made the jump there. 
Um, ultimately, that ended up not working out. Um, and again, more lessons learned. You know, I I think that's the big the biggest thing that I've taken from all of my experiences is you know learn those lessons and hopefully learn them by other people making them and right. not you. <laughs> ultimately, yeah. and um, and so um, when that didn't work out, I said, okay, now is the time. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to do this, you know, I I was in my late 40s at the time. I just turned 50 now. So I have enough years that I can, you know, build a nice company for myself right. uh, before I retire, and uh, and we've been doing it for two years now. It's interesting you bring up age. I think I talked about this before on the podcast, but actually the most successful entrepreneurs statistically are in the forty-five to fifty-year-old range when they start the business. That's interesting, it, and it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. I mean, you have twenty years, twenty, you said or twenty-five, twenty-five bad habits. You learn what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes a lot of sense that that's the age range. Yeah. Obviously, you hear of like a Mark Zuckerberg and these unicorns that mm-hmm. just have a great yeah. idea that explodes. Whether they're they're not skilled at running a business when they started, they are yeah. now, but they they need to get good people around them that are probably in that same age range. So yeah, so yeah, you you were kind of in that sweet spot without it. Seems like you didn't realize it, but that's statistically the most successful age range for, mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of uh, parallel it to being a parent. Um, you know, um, you take the good and the bad from your parents, and you mm-hmm. kind of take that in, into your own, you know, raise into your own children. Right. And um, and so that's what I really have tried, you know, tried to do business wise. Yeah. Take the good and the bad that I've learned from other people over time, and uh, implement that into my business, and you know, create something that. Um, that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind as a way I wanted to do something. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the jobs I had, this might not even be on topic, but we used to watch the, this is when The Office first came out. So some of the things you'd see in The Office that were just absolutely ridiculous, it's like, I can see that happening here. <laughs> so trying to take those lessons of this is just absolutely wrong and write that in your own business is, is probably one of the biggest advantages of starting after you've had years yeah. of experience it's usually not that extreme but the place i was working was kind of extreme to me yeah yeah um but using using those life skills transferable skills but also especially because you're in the financial services industry you understand business in general so so it kind of set you up you understand the industry you have the experience and you have general business knowledge i'm sure you took plenty of business classes and yeah. college and things like that so mm-hmm. you were kind of primed yourself like you said you took a, a kind of a windy road to get here but every step along the way set you up for that success yeah yeah i've always tried to be a sponge um you know when i wherever i was in my life mm-hmm. um and so i really paid a lot of attention to how you know, the prior company companies were run and I, I think I learned, you know, like I said, I really learned a lot of things, um, the good and the bad um, of how I would want to do it myself. And, you know, people said to me, when you start your own company, there are always going to be surprises around the corner. I honestly never had any mm-hmm. uh, because I really, uh, two reasons for that. I paid attention to what was going on at my right. prior companies. And also I surrounded myself with, excuse me, <clears throat> I surrounded myself with people um, who could help me with all of the things that I needed help with. Mm. You know, I have a good network of people that I drew on when I was starting the company that I didn't have to learn how to do everything myself. I just went to certain people and said, you know, can you help me with this part of, of starting this business? Right. 
Is that where it's so, kind of that BNI, that networking, whether it was BNI yeah. people or not, you just were around a lot of people. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and I knew who to go to for what, and um, and so there really weren't ever any surprises there, uh, which was really fortunate because I hear a lot of stories right. of that from other people. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the main topics we come to a lot is have people around you. Nobody's good at everything, right? So you're you're good at financial services, you're great with clients, great with compliance and all of that stuff, but you're you're probably not an accountant, you're probably not a lawyer, you know, mm-hmm. all these things that yeah. you need to help with, just making sure you have the right people around you and you spent 25 years getting those people around you without yeah. even that being the plan at the time. It just was yeah. fortuitous that you'd already done that. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, in a, in a company, you just, you do the same thing when you're building a company. You know, you, you hire people who can take care of the things that aren't your areas of expertise. And, right. uh, and I have a great staff of, of three full-time people who, you know, really do all of the things that aren't my, my strengths overall. Right. And uh, it allows me to focus my time on, on my strengths and not on the things that I, that, you know, just waste a lot of time and don't really give me a lot of benefit overall. Right. I think that's an area too. So we, we talked about it in, actually it wasn't on the podcast. It was on something else I did, but one of the best hires is an admin because there's so many tasks that can take you a significant amount of time away from building either revenue or building structure in the firm, but having someone to take some of these, these tasks that, that even an entry level person could do and move it off your plate because your your skill is in a very specific area. So having that specific role, I think, is very important, especially in, in our industries where there's a lot of printing or emailing communication that can be kind of shifted to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. When I when I started the company, it was right during COVID, right when it was right you know, right yeah. when the quarantine was ending okay. um, that uh, that I started it, and my wife was a teacher, and she wasn't working in her teaching a preschool teacher. She wasn't working in her teaching job at the time, so uh, she got enlisted to come work full time for me uh, for the first several months that the company was in existence, and she was handling helping to handle a very large stack of paper yeah. at that point, and. Uh, she came in when you know when I needed her, but then we we let her go as soon as we could because we knew that was not her her passion. You right. know? But um, I hired the person who uh, had worked for me as an assistant for ten years at my prior company, and that was a key hire for me overall. She uh, my clients loved her. Uh, she was really good. She actually was a director of compliance at that prior place so I didn't have to deal with all the compliance issues Uh, she handles all of that for us and uh, so in so many different ways she she you know filled in so many gaps she handles all the HR side of things for us as well so you know I think it's really important to get people in there who can you know be all those pieces of the puzzle that when you put it all together you have the, the full puzzle yeah so as you left out on your own kind of switching gears a little bit I assume you probably couldn't take many of your clients with you, or, or maybe you could, but how did you build your client base from, I assume, what was essentially zero or whatever you were able to, to take yeah. legally with you? Yeah, fortunately, I was able to take a good number of people. I did have shares in my prior company uh-huh. that I was able to exchange you know, and, and have the ability to take some clients with me, okay. um, so it worked out pretty well in that regard to start the company. 
Um, but I knew I didn't want to be uh, what we call in our industry a lifestyle practice, which is kind of, you know, you golf a lot and, right. uh, you know, you work a small number of hours a week. And, you know, um, I wanted to, I want you know, wanted to build something that will exist when I'm no longer in the industry. Right. And so to do that, you have to build a client base. So for me, it was um, continuing what I'd always done and always really enjoyed, which is networking. And um, I, I network in a lot of different ways. Um, I'm on a couple of charitable organizations. Um, I'm on the River City Brass Band Board of Directors. Um, I'm on the, uh, the Pittsburgh Rotary. I'm in the downtown Rotary chapter. I'm the uh, chair of the, our foundation. And, um, and I, do, I still do BNI 20 years later. Um, I do, we're in three or four chambers. I think four chambers right okay. now. <laughs> Uh, Brian handles one of them and I handle the others. Uh, well, he helps me with them as well. Yeah. Uh, so really just getting our names out there as much as possible. I really enjoy networking activities, you know, going to events and meeting people, mm -hmm. things like that. So mm -hmm. that's been a huge part of it uh, for us. Um, so one thing you talked about earlier on that I wanted to come back to is you specifically when you switched employers right before you started your firm and the lessons learned there. Um, and it sounds like learning has been one of your keys, or at least observing what's going on. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your learning process. Are there books you read, or is it more just experience-based? How do you make sure that you're keeping up with what you need to, to one, be in specific to the, the industry you're in, but also in business in general? Yeah. You know, I'm not a person who reads a lot of books about how to be successful in business. And, you know, there are people out there and I'm sure they've gotten a lot of good things out of it. Actually, uh, at one point I hired a, a coach, a business coach um, in my career. And we went through the seven habits of highly effective people, which is a great book. I, you know, I learned some things from it. But that's probably one of the only books uh, I ever went through. I, I did do um, Dale Carnegie's course, which is a okay. really good course for business people, especially if you're someone who um, is getting out there in front of people. Um, it really helps in, in a lot of different ways. I think that was useful too. But I'm not the person who's going out and finding the next, you know, New York Times bestseller business book and, and reading it. Right. Um, it's really more experiential for me, um, and just trying to you know, see what other people are doing and what works for them and what